0: I am convinced, Jesus convinced me, that everything as it is in itself is holy. We, of course, by the way we treat it or talk about it, can contaminate it. If you confuse others by making a big issue over what they eat or don't eat, you're no longer a companion with them in love, are you? These, remember, are persons for whom Christ died. Would you risk sending them to hell over an item in their diet? Don't you dare let a piece of God-blessed food become an occasion of soul poisoning. God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together in the wholeness of peace, and completes it with joy. Your task is to single-mindedly serve Christ. Do that and you'll kill two birds with one stone, pleasing the God above you and proving your worth to the people around you. So let's agree to use all our energy in getting along, leaving at peace with each other. Grab a seat. Thanks,
1: Maria. Perhaps it's simply just a natural tendency um, of our culture or just human nature or um, maybe it's not true of you at all. Um, but often I think we tend to think of the themes of Advent um, as autonomous characteristics, feelings or even um, independent truths, right? That we have hope and we have peace and we have joy as if each is an independent and exquisite declaration or decoration to behold. Um, Each is something to be pondered and admired, um, but it is, is something in and of itself, by itself, But the truth is, the themes of Advent are not um, so much autonomous as they are like a richly detailed tapestry. These divine gifts are woven together, and only in their interweaving can we ascertain the intricacy of the skill needed to do so, and to behold the beauty of both the finished product of what they bring, as well as the masterful artist who makes it. It's not so much that we add to hope, peace and peace, joy, but rather that through their interweaving we receive and experience a life that fills over a life in abundance. At least our brother Paul thought so and said as much in last week's text. Remember what he said? He said, "O oh, Father of green hope, of new and living hope, fill us with joy, fill us with peace, so that our believing lives, filled with the life-given energy of the Holy Spirit, the one who births us and rebirths us, will brim over. Hope, peace, and joy come together and brim over, birthing life in us and from us through the conceiving energy of the Holy Spirit. The same story that Mary finds herself in is the story that we find ourselves in. Paul, who like Mary had been given a glimpse of God's vision of him and his part in God's vision for the world, Just read the end of Acts, in Acts 26. He continues this Advent-esque pronouncement in today's passage. Maybe it seems a little weird to read what Maria just read for us on an Advent Sunday. But Paul's writing to a faith family who was in some ways acting like any other family. Family that we'll most likely experience today at lunch as we eat together. Family that we'll experience surely over the coming weeks. (laughs) Family who uh, quarrel over important things, but not always internal things. Family who are convinced of their own correctness and the other's incorrectness. And yet somehow are all missing the mark of it. Sounds like every family, right? Paul explains what he has learned and what Mary experienced firsthand, our original Noel. He says, I am convinced, Jesus has convinced me that everything as it is in itself is Holy. Paul writing to a family, again, like ours, a family like like the families that we'll get to spend the holidays with is convinced by Jesus that everything in and itself is holy. Holy in itself, set apart for particular use in its favorable fashioning. That, That God has made our family, each other, those that we share life with, holy. And yet he said, as Maria read for us, that we can definitely screw that up in the way we use it, in the way we talk about it. But Paul's declaration, like Mary's pronouncement, includes us in that declaration that everything has in itself it is in itself holy. We like Mary have heard in the person of Jesus the word that is found flesh, that we have found favor with God. After all, that is what the angels saying to the shepherds, peace on earth among humanity with whom God is pleased. And what Jesus' life and death has proved, that God is for us. And that we can no longer, after Christmas, declare any other thing except that God is for us. And Paul's charge then and now is not to get confused on the order of things. God with us and God for us is not a matter of what we put into our stomachs, how we make ourselves holy. Not a matter of us getting the right something into us, good character correct thinking, amending of our wrongs, fulfilling of others' expectations of us, as good as those are, that's not what makes us holy. That's not what brings peace. But instead, the kingdom of God is what God puts in us, is God in us. Jesus said it this way in Luke's gospel. The kingdom of God, God with you and God for you, and setting all things right, The kingdom of God will not come with diligent watching or guarding over it. Nor will people say, Here it is, or There it is. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The joy of Christmas that spills over into songs and greetings and fills our hearts, even the hearts of those who have no idea what the joy is that they sing of, is the magnification of our souls the enlarging of what God has started in us in his formation of us and His speaking us into existence and his flame that he lit in us, even in the Genesis account, right? Coming up and expanding our souls for what? For his presence, for him in us because he is with us and for us. The Lord enlarging our souls to welcome him in as we abide in him and him in us. In the season of Advent, we are attentive to God with us, that he is dwelling with us, making us righteous in our dwelling with him. We sing it, we declare it, God with us, Emmanuel. And we proclaim that God is for us. He's made peace where there is rebellion, doubt, sin, and disbelief. He's entered into our troubles to settle them and to bring us back. But we also celebrate, remember, set our attention on the reality of God in us of bringing us into the source of life, the place of joy, his rule and reign on earth as it is in heaven. And it is the joy that completes us. It's joy that completes us. Hope, peace, they come together to be completed in joy. The fi- joy that fills us up so that we can live as ones who are right and whole in our unique identities and callings. And not just with ourselves, but with others. That's Paul's charge to us in Advent. To be filled up and completed by joy. Read his words again. The kingdom of God is what God does with your life as he sets it right. The kingdom of God is what God does with your life when he sets it right. That for which you hope for when the psalmists jump for joy is true when God comes and sets it right. That's what hope is, right? That's what the kingdom of God is. It's God coming and setting it right. And when he puts it together in the wholeness of peace, and completes it with joy. Completes it with joy. Your task is to be singly minded minded and serve Christ. To, like Mary, experience the blessedness of believing that there would be a fulfillment of what has spoken to us from the word who is the word. Do that, Paul says, and you'll kill two birds with one stone. You'll be ones who please the God above you, something we all desire, right? That's why we're here. And ones proving your worth, that is, demonstrating the worth that is yours because he has made you, because you have him in you. And through him in you, the world is filling with the love to the people around you. So let's agree to use all our energy in getting along, living at peace with each other. Let's agree in Advent to receive hope and peace and be filled and overflowing with joy. God in us, completing what he has started, spilling out into the lives of others in which he is and will do the same for them. Now, joy is a source of life, an enlargement of our soul that spills over into life. It is an amazing, if not a little bit mind-blowing present. Right? I mean, in some ways we kind of expect to get hope and peace at Christmas. Right? It's like the presents that you ask your parents for or Santa for that you, you kind of know is coming. Right? We know that we can hope in God because God is with us. We know that we, can, we, we believe that God is for us. Jesus died for our sins, right? But, but are we full of joy? Do we, do we receive the thing that fills us into life complete and whole? Are we expecting that? Again, it's something that we all long for as humans, even if we can't articulate it. To be connected into the source of life and life overflowing out of us, not just going and trying to search for the thing to add to it. So let's take a moment to quiet our hearts and minds and still our bodies so that we can treasure up and ponder this gift of the reality that Jesus brings, the gift of joy of God in us. Not just with us and for us, but in us. To help us do that, we're going um, to read a poem. Now, for the first two Sundays, we included a poem in our liturgy at the time of our candle lighting as a kind of a way to, to be a guiding light for us into the theme of the day, um, hopefully to kind of expand in the way of, of words and beauty, the wonder of our thematic focus that day. But today, we're going to read a poem, not so much as a guiding light or a guiding flame, but rather... Um, as a searching light of reflection. One to help us ponder the reality of what we receive at Christmas. The most unexpected of gifts, the fullness of life. Not just saved from life, not just just rescued from life, but life full and forever. Jesus said not long before he gave up his life so that we might be filled with the Spirit, overshadowed by God's power with us, For us and in us, that what he had said and shown over his life to his apprentices was done so that his joy may be in us, that his joy may be in us, and that our joy may be full. This is why Jesus came. It's why Jesus lived. Not just that we might hope that God would be with us, or that we might find peace because God is for us, but that we would live full and overflowing in God in us that we like Mary might be enlarged to include the fullness of him, and that his fullness might spill over into life for all. And so today's poem is a poem by a guy named Scott Carnes. He's an American Greek Orthodox poet. And I think he captures what's happening in Advent in a way that is helpful for us. And actually what's happening this season is always happening. But Advent compels us to pay special attention to it, right? To special attention to the filling up of joy, to our rebirthing as Christ in us enlarges our souls and flows out into life. So listen to these words. And as you listen to these words, hear like Mary's magnificent, a long expected waiting for this, right? That the history of what Mary is experiencing of God with her and for her and in her connects her all the way back into the history of God working from Genesis on, Right? connects her all the way into the stories of of God's coming to speak rescue to his people, to speak peace to his people, to bring people hope. And because of that, she's experiencing, literally experiencing, the knowledge and presence of God and thus filled with joy. Here's what Carn says. Deep within the clay... And O oh, my people, very deep within the holy earthen compound of our kind, arrives of one clear, star-illumed evening, a spark igniting once again the tender of our lately banked noetic fire. What has been but an ember doom, domed by the perishable material, now blown into life, into flame once more by the Spirit. She burns but she is not consumed. The dew lights gently, suffusing the pure fleece. The wall comes down. And do you feel the pulse? We become the kindled kindred of a king whose birth thereafter bears to all a bright nativity. Do you feel the pulse? We become the kindled kindred of a king whose birth bears thereafter to all a bright nativity. For a moment, close your eyes or look down at the ground, whatever you're most comfortable with. Let yourself be drawn into a space of solitude and silence and feel the pulse of life, God's life, in you, growing to life to its fullest. Prayerfully, breathe in my joy and breathe out Christ in me. Breathe in my joy and breathe out Christ in me. My joy. Christ in me, and let the gift of joy of Christmas, God with you, God for you, God in you, sink in, sink deep, kindle and complete. If your mind wanders, it begins to drift, just breathe in my joy and breathe out Christ in me, and let us be quiet for just a moment. in the history of our faith, there's something different about this theme. There's a reason it stands out and has its own special candle color, right? Um, Because there's something special about joy. That somehow through joy, all the other themes come together. We see how they interweave and how they come together. And so before we confess and receive the symbols of God's favor for us, before we receive the body of Jesus broken so that our bodies might be whole, before we receive the blood of Jesus poured out, that his life can be our life, is our life. Before we do that, let's just take a moment, one more moment, to consider the words of Jesus, to hear them and then in the quiet, do what he tells us to do. So I'm gonna read these words of Jesus. Word's spoken to us just before he goes to the cross. And in these, Jesus is gonna declare what we've been talking about all morning, what Advent reminds us of and fills us with. But then he tells us to do something. He tells us to ask something. And so for those few moments, moments of quiet after I get done reading, do what Jesus says and just ask. Ask the Father what Jesus has you ask him. This is what Jesus says in John chapter 16. He says, when I see you again, you will be full of joy and it will be a joy no one can rob from you. When you see me, you'll be full of joy and a joy that no one can take from you. Not a feeling, not an emotion, but a place of being a source of life. This is what I want you to do. Ask the Father for whatever is in keeping with the things I reveal to you. Ask the Father for whatever is in keeping with the things I revealed to you. What has he been showing you this Advent season? Today. Ask him. Ask him for what your heart longs for in keeping with the things that he has shown you that he is for you, that he is with you, that he is in you. Ask it in my name, Jesus says, according to my will, and he'll most certainly give it to you. And your joy will be a river overflowing its banks. So just for a few more moments, let's close our eyes or look at the ground to be quiet, our hearts and our minds, to still our bodies in solitude, even in our own seats. Breathe in, my joy, and breathe out Christ in me. Breathe in my joy, and breathe out Christ in me. My joy, Christ in me. And then ask, for whatever is keeping the things that Jesus has given you, that the joy comes from you in us, how amazing it is, that a life full and overflowing as its source of you in us, enlarging us to abide in you even as we, uh, as you abide in us. We can't help but say, as Isaiah, that these things are too high for us. But Father, we receive them with gratitude and we long for a fullness of a literal knowledge and experience of you with us and in us. May this season, where the word joy fills our ears and our eyes and is everywhere, Father, sung by your creation that longs for this very thing, but may even doesn't even know it. May it draw us deeper and deeper into the reality of what we have received in Jesus, that our lives might overflow. with what we have received. We pray this in the name of your son, amen. If you would, stand with me and grab your communion elements. As become our tradition, we will confess together a canticle, these traditional chants um, that have been a part of the church's history for for a long time. And that today are being... um, sung in homes and sanctuaries and halls all across the world by our brothers and sisters. So today we're gonna confess a chant, a song from Isaiah chapter 12 that encourages one another to be enlarged by God with us, for us and in us until let our joy overflow. Um, we will read together the yellow highlighted part and then I'll read the, um, the part that's not. Say with me, surely it is God who saves us In him and not be afraid. For the Lord is our stronghold and our sure defense, and he will be our Savior. Therefore, Christ City Church shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And on this day we shall say as ones whose joy shall not be taken, but completed through what we have received from Jesus. Give thanks to the Lord and name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things, and this is known in all the world. Cry aloud those with whom God dwells. Ring out your joy, for the great one in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel.